If you listen to this show, I would assume you're a fan of modern horror. And if you're a fan of modern horror, I would also assume you know a Stephen King story. And I think there's an even better chance to assume that you're a fan of one of his stories, if not many. With King having such a stronghold on the genre for decades, he's given us countless original stories that terrify us. And he's also given us iconic characters that will never die. Today, we're going to talk about, in my opinion, his most iconic character, Pennywise the Clown. Just hearing that name drives fear in many. With his recent resurgence in popularity with the new movies, Pennywise doesn't need much of an introduction, but on this episode we're going to dive deep into the movie, or miniseries if I want to be technical, that gave us this legendary character. Tommy Lee Wallace's 1990 television adaptation of Stephen King's best-selling novel, It. The two-part miniseries was released on ABC of all places in November of 90, and it pushed the envelope for what we're allowed to see on TV. I believe popular TV shows like The Walking Dead could have never existed if it wasn't for the trailblazers like Tommy Lee Wallace, showing that audiences are able to handle gore on TV, and actually enjoy it for that matter. Tim Curry's portrayal of Pennywise is nothing less than incredible. For the people who are afraid of clowns, he is the clown, the center of all clown fear. The miniseries was so successful it turned out to be ABC's biggest hit in 90 with an audience of over 30 million viewers, and it's managed to stay in the conversation 30 years later. It is a pillar of horror, and it's shaped my life and my love for clowns, and I know I'm not alone. So what do you say we follow the lights and float down the water so that we can unpack this legendary movie? Without any further ado, here is our take on It. Welcome to the Sloppy Horror Podcast. I am your host and your scary movie companion, Christian Ramey. And here again for another week clapping them cheeks, the best producer in the whole wide world, and a good friend of mine, Mr. Ozark Mark. Ozark, how are you feeling today? Hello, Christian. Hello, sir. Welcome back to uh, the Slop Pod. The Sloppy Pod. Whatever. We're down here in this bitch again, here to talk about your passion, scary movies. Yes. Yes, a and passion talk- shared by many. Yes, and and for all the other people here, whatever, you know it. You know how it goes. So, what are we talking about today? Even though I have something right behind me, because I know what we're talking about, but people may not know what we're talking about. Yeah, because they could just see it and they just clicked on it, and they're like, "Well, I just clicked on it." Exactly. I just clicked on it. I didn't know. Clicked on what? It. Clicked on it. <laughs> Look here. We're going to go into something later that's funny and related to that. But today, we are talking about the 1990 miniseries, It. The yes. Stephen King adaptation from Tommy Lee Wallace on yes. ABC. Yes. Talk about a pillar of horror. Beep, beep. We're here. We're here. How have we not talked about this yet, Ozark Mark? Because, man, you don't want to give them the best stuff all the time. That's right. true. That's true. You can't break them off all the time. You got to keep play, them on a prescription. We can't play favorites here. No, no. Can't use lotion every time. Uh, no, for sure. You know, you got to get a little wild with it. Yeah. I'm not judging. I don't judge anyone. No. Okay. So, this movie right here, it. It's going to be hard to say it, and I don't always want to say this movie, but it. <laughs> okay, it's funny because you won't know if I'm just saying it or if I'm saying it, but. Holy shit, man. Talk about changing a generation of horror movies. Not only did it change the way that horror movies can be seen on TV, 
This was very groundbreaking in a lot of ways, and I'll tell you a few reasons why within this episode. But not only that, you have some legendary actors in it. I mean, Tim Curry, John Ritter, that's enough right there. Mm-hmm. That's just enough right there, man. That's all you need. But there's just, the whole thing was very well done. And something I've mentioned before, if you're familiar with this show, and it's not something that only I think, I know everyone has to think this, there are Stephen King movies that feel like books. And this is one of them. So Misery is an example, Storm of the Century, um, Salem's Lot, okay? There's certain little movies that fall in his little wheelhouse that are are in his little category of Stephen King movies, or even his Shining miniseries, if you're familiar with that. They all kind of feel like books, and I like that a lot. Character names, it's, it's rich character development. It's like great Sunday movies, if you're like home by yourself, or if it's just like a rainy day movie, because you can really get into that, and you're not sitting there bitching about the CGI, or like the special effects, because it's, I mean, this is 1990, so the practical effects do go a little... A little wild at points, but it still has a lot of rewatchability, in my opinion. And oh, look, how absolutely, ab- it's just the the main rewatchability factor is Tim Curry as Pennywise. Yes, yes, and we talk all the time. You know, I, I really did enjoy Bill Skarsgård, Bill Snarf Snarf's version of Pennywise. He did a great job, but he has a lot of CGI, and but he is a great actor. Dude is incredible. I loved him on Castle Rock, and he did a great job at Pennywise, but for some reason, Tim Curry's just had a more realistic approach, and maybe that's just the old man in me, or maybe it's just the the nostalgia from watching that when I was young. But people who didn't like clowns, this movie fucked them up, like, severely. There's, like, movies where it's like, oh, I don't like clowns, oh, no. No, this is the, probably the seed of clown clown phobia or whatever that horrible disease is. It gave a lot of people clown phobia or whatever the hell you call that. Yeah, I would not want that disease. I think I would not be complete in my life if I didn't have clowns to entertain me. Every time I see Tim Curry's Pennywise, I smile. I am not kidding you. Of course, Every scene he's in, I smile when I see this clown. He's a great character. And just to think... It seems so old. So this book written by Stephen King was in 1986. 1990, that's like four years later. That's a quick turnaround, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I believe those are the years. But anyways, it's a very quick uh, turnaround, like four years. And to think they could deliver something so real with all these actors, get ABC to deliver it. So there's parts in this, like I was telling you a second ago, that were kind of groundbreaking. So there's a part where... Um, there's, like, blood in the picture, like when he's looking at a picture of um, um, Georgie and it gets bloody. You yep. remember that? Yeah. So they didn't have that kind of stuff on TV back then. There's the part where, like, that balloon fills up in the sink and blood shoots everywhere. Mm-hmm. That wasn't common for TV. Even in the more saucy shows, say something like Dallas, you know, where they shot JR. It was still a very, like, pew! Oh, you know, it's, like, very... Hollywood. Yeah, this is like the crossover moment of where horror, like the basics of horror, has crossed over into national tele. ABC, like that's a national channel. Absolutely. I think this was the gateway for things like, you know, Walking Dead and even things outside of horror, say like a a Breaking Bad or shows that kind of just push the envelope or Sopranos. It's when TV started to, you're right, started to push the envelope a little bit because. There's just intense stuff. There's a clown killing children or trying to eat children on TV. Like, 
<laughs> like, that's, that's, good not, that's not normal. Like that's very something, and that's what also probably mm-hmm. fucked a lot of people up too because anybody could watch it. It's on ABC. Like that's one of that's the, easiest one two three actually. That's one. Shut up. That's one of the channels that you get on just an antenna. Like anybody who has a this TV has access to this channel. Yes. So the fear would spread tremendously in this. Right? Yes. Yes. So listeners of this show, I've mentioned it many times, but I do I do like to haunt in October and haunted houses, scare people. It's always been a thing I've enjoyed as a younger man. But there were people that I would hang out with who were terrified of clowns. And I really leaned into it, and I fucked them up, and I loved to show this movie, like different little clips. Because I was a horror nerd back then, believe it or not, Mark. Oh, were you? Yeah. I didn't notice. I know you think I've just always been this stud muffin down here, but I haven't. I have not. I actually was a, a big nerd. I know I seem super cool now. Listen, you fucking dingleberry. What? God damn it. See, that's what you do. You you, you say these random ass things and you get me off the train of thought of what I was about to ask I'm you. I'm telling you, our relationship is that scene in Goodfellas where he's burning down the restaurant and he's like, look, I need you to help me to date this broad. She says she won't go out with me unless I have a date for him, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, nope, nope, I'm not doing it. No, and that's you. You're Ray Liotta. Like, nope. I already knew. Nope, I'm not helping it. And he's like, oh, you with your mouth. Look what you did. Look what you did. And that's that's every time. Every time I see that, I think of our relationship, our heterosexual relationship. Okay. Um. <laughs> All right, now. God damn it. What was I going to? You were talking about how I get your train of thought off. Yeah. And you're doing it again because I almost had it again. But you were talking you... about ABC, and you were talking about how it's easy as one, two, three, and they made all these people watch on that network, and because they had antennas, antennae, and everyone was uh, able to watch it. And I used to scare people a lot when I was younger. Is what I said when I was a teenager, and I would lean into it, and it was a lot of fun. I'm telling you, there was this one girl so freaked out when she would come into the haunted house I worked at. I would tell the clown people like, "You got to come out full force," and they would. And that's a fun well, that's thing. thing. That's that's that, all right. That is, that, is, that is rolling back here. So, I think what makes Pennywise the clown in this one, at least, so um, popular and favorable, and what people love about it is because he plays with his food. He is fucking with these people hard, Freddy Krueger style. And now, if you're a horror fan, you love scaring people. You love showing shit that fucks with them. It's not the same level as Pennywise, but it's the same concept. So you relate to this clown a lot. It feels like this clown is your friend. Yeah. You know, like we'd be friends with Pennywise. Oh, absolutely. If we were in that world. But he like he's fucks with them so hard, and that's I just love it. You know, he's just fucking with people so bad, and I enjoy that. I enjoy fucking with people. I enjoy seeing other people fuck with people. It's one of my favorite things. You know what's something that's a common theme in Stephen King movies are people that cocaine. Yes, yes, lots of cocaine. My favorite thing about cocaine movies, Stephen King movies is he has this, even in Storm of the Century, the character is like able to read people's minds and their past. And there's some, and, and, and it plays on this a lot, like where like those guys like beat up the gay guy and like killed him. And there's like things that people like repress a lot in his books. There's things that people like, they repress 
and this new creature that comes in reveals it. So it's like, you didn't think anybody would know about that abortion, did ya? Like, And that's really what he did to that girl in Storm of the Century. He's like, I hear it's a simple operation these days. And he said it right in the middle of the like storefront. So, oh, God bless you. Uh-oh. Oh, God. Did you ever get those sneezes that hurt your back? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Have you lost taste? No. You lose taste. Yeah, do you have, like, did you lose taste? Do you have a fever? Keep it up. All right. Keep it up. All right. Keep it up. Today might be the day that you get impaled with something that's in my reach. Look, you can't, man, because if I die, you're going to have to take care of my kids. So when was the first time, do you remember the first time you watched it? I absolutely do. Please tell me about it. So, I was right about seven or eight years old at my grandma's house. Older cousins, they mentioned it, and I wasn't, like, I was creeped out. Like, you know, there was moments where it was, like, heightened situation, and obviously you're you're a young kid watching something, so you're very, your wheels are turning. I'm not saying, like, I was some little Billy badass, but I just remember enjoying it. Like, I liked it a lot. Tim Curry had that funny style about him. I loved Freddy Krueger, excuse me, and I was used to Freddy by that point. Yeah, so so Pennywise, Tim Curry's Pennywise fits right in your wheelhouse. <laughs> it does. As of mine. I love As talkers. And I'll tell you, you know what's funny is this clown, Pennywise, people are still afraid of this clown. Even children now are afraid of clowns. I remember it was years and years ago, but we were at family's house, and they had the It VHS down there somewhere. And the kids were like, I don't know, like seven or eight years old. And they didn't know Pennywise. They don't know who it is. They just called it Clown Nails because on the cover it's the long nails. <laughs> and they were scared of it. I was like, Clown Nails? I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, the Clown Nails. It's like he's scared of Clown Nails. It's like this this kid, does. he's never even watched it. All you got to do is see a picture of him, and they're terrified. That's legendary, man. You know, you're never you're not going to get this again. Now, I don't now. Can I tell you, you, can you I may tell? have enjoyed Bill Skarsgård's version of it, and that's and that's absolutely fine. But I think personally, the movie should have not been remade. But there's it's two different styles. But I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the colors are different. Everything about it's different. The new it movie does not have that book feel. Like a like this has a book feel. This is a Sunday rainy day movie. And you're like this is fun. I'm gonna watch this. Hell yeah, hang out, watch some it. The new one's a cinematic experience, if you will. I just think Pennywise looked scarier in that. And I'm really not trying to be that guy. I think the old stuff's better. Like, I'm not no, trying I'm to not, be hipster guy. Like, no, I, I'm just really I'm not, honest. I'm not trying. I, they Well, they had to make Pennywise look creepier if you're going to remake it. He looked funnier. Because, no, he looked funnier to me in the new one, whereas Tim Curry was scarier to me. Tim, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tim Curry's is scarier for sure. Mm-hmm. But Tim Curry's character is, is, is so much unique compared to cuz he had so he had so many so very animated I guess I could say he was a lot more enjoyable to watch where you know the new itch is like mm-hmm. itchy ah. he's like they just had to play on the creepy factor because you can't top Tim Curry's performance in the first the one the body language well yeah he came from like a lot of theater acting but you know what else I'm going to tell you and and maybe it's why Bill has reached this spot and he does that cool thing with his eyes but Tim as we talk I have kind of a theory here, and maybe other people have it as well. I don't know. I'm not saying I, I own it, but you can have characters who don't talk in horror, and that works. Yeah. But if you do have someone that talks, 
you're going to need that legendary Chucky laugh. You're going to need that Freddy voice. You're going to need the tall man in Phantasm, like, boy. Like, you need to have a unique voice. Uh, and, uh, 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 uh. oh, my goodness, Tim Curry, man. Beep, beep, Richie. Beep, beep, Richie. Up here. <laughs> Kiss me, fat boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love him in this, and... He just went full into it. I know you love that picture of him smoking the cigarette. Everybody does, like when he's behind the scenes. It's so, it's, it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's just something about it. Like there's something about a killer clown, psychotic clown laughing at you. Mm-hmm. Like the, the book scene where they're flipping the book. Yes. And it goes to the carnival scene. And he's over there doing cartwheels, just enjoying the time. And he comes, runs up on him. Mm-hmm. He goes, I'll kill you all. Aha! And he just <laughs> he just laughs after it out of nowhere, and then he's back to serious. There's something about that just it's it's so. I like yeah the library scene's funny too with just that yeah 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 yeah. Oh, dude, definitely. tell me <laughs> tell me you don't lose your shit when you see him do that crack like. <laughs> oh my god! It, have a bad day. Look up a Pennywise clip. Absolutely. It will, it, I smile. I told you before. I cannot not smile like if i'm in the baddest mood i could be pissed off you show me that you show me the library scene and i am in a better mood all the time do um do you agree though with that point about the um the the voice if that makes sense to you like you cannot have a voice but i think it's easier you're like to become a legend if you do have that iconic voice have you ever seen the Wishmaster movies? If not, we will review them because they are very good. It's Wes Craven as well, but I also think the Wishmaster had a great voice. Well, it's one. Of, it's one of the main things that you remember from it. What about uh, for for example, like I mean, quotes. What's yeah. one? What's one of your favorite things to do? What's our, one of our favorite things to do is just say movie quotes to each other and laugh hysterically, right? You opened it. We came. Exactly. Pinhead, man. <laughs> right. You know, Pennywise. Very wise of your father, Georgie. Very wise indeed. It's just stuff like that. Like, it, it completes it. Now, then when you have something like Art the Clown, um, he's missing that. Yes. It doesn't make him any less, you know, doesn't make me like him any less. It's just missing that something for me to take with me after I'm done watching the movie. The one part I did, um, I agree. It'd be cool if he talked. But I am happy that they made him when when he was silent. Though I am happy that when he got injured, he didn't make a noise and he was animated. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, that that makes up for it. It does make up for a little extent because you're like, all right, that at least you guys. Because if he was like, fuck, <laughs> then it would be like, okay, this is. I hope they do it in the second one. Then on off topic, just that one random word. Just have him say fuck once. I think that'd be fucking hilarious. I do too. I but, do too. Um, so. If I could even get deeper to kind of just like rewind just a few seconds to what you're talking about, how people have those lines. For me, I mean, not trying to be like cornball, man, but like as a, a horror nerd, you know, kids all kids always struggle with confidence. No kid is super confident. You're trying to find out who you are. Mm-hmm. And for me, at least, I wasn't fully terrified of these kind of characters, but I respected their, their you know confidence their ego their strut like when freddy krueger came in the room you're like this dude's bold as hell man like that's who i want to be like not like killing folks and like you know but just as far as like you can't knock him off his rocker pennywise the same damn way he's just he's cooling man he doesn't care what you're doing brother like he is 
he can talk shit and roast everybody, and he does the whole movie. Yeah, especially the the scene where uh, Stanley Stanley's heads in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, lose it every time. Great nose job. Nobody will notice. <laughs> hey, where's, where's your sex life? What is your sex life? <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I love them. <laughs> Daddy doesn't approve your date or your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. There's something awful and bold about that. And even younger, like when we'd listen to more shock style music, I don't think it's because we want it to be shocking. I just think it's like when you hear something like that, you're like, holy shit. (laughs) It's it's fun. It is. It is. When somebody comes in and talks shit. It creates joy for some of us that have a little bit of crazy straw brains up there a little bit. We still get to the end product, you know, we still, you know, but we just take a different route. What's also unique, I guess, I liked the characters more in the old It because, I don't know, I just really like John Ritter. I like the whole selection of who they had in the movie. I really enjoyed it. It was a little little bit more of a believable set set of neighborhood kids. Yes. You know, and just the, the way it was shot. It looks more real. Yes. It, it looks less cinematic. Like you said, it's like a book movie. Like, all the colors in it, the way it's shot. Who was that? Uh, I think that was Harry Anderson that played Richie. He was a he was a great character. I thought he nailed that role as Richie. I really yeah. thought everybody was their role. I believed Bill Denbro. And I'm not saying it wasn't complete. I believed the adults more because they had a superstar lineup for It Chapter 2. I mean... Fuck, dude, Jessica Chastain, Bill Hader, um, oh, uh, James McAvoy. Like, yeah, that was a pretty incredible lineup. So I'm, I I liked that more. I felt like the first one was kind of rolling off the Stranger Things vibe, and it was just kind of wholesome horror, and that's not, like, necessarily my thing. And I don't think the 1990 It was wholesome horror by any means. Like, it was, like, in your face. It was visceral. Even though there was book, there's a lot of stuff frightening moments in this a lot of frightening moments more so than a lot of movies than than you think of uh even like some of the best even like a halloween or a nightmare on elm street like and these are like movies that i love obviously there are a lot of frightening moments in it now it has a longer runtime, but some of those moments like we are talking the you know the balloon and the sink or how about uh Ben's dad coming back and just fucking with him or Pennywise coming back and fucking with the uh, 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 Bill Denbro about his you know dead brother yeah. he's just like oh, Billy boy pick a spot and he's like except for the one on the end <laughs> that one's taken sorry <laughs> I mean the movie opens uh, up with the little girl dying oh no like the the the, the um the old lady scene, that's mm. pretty still fucking freaky. Just see, turn even the. I think the older version is still more creepy because like her makeup is like full. She turns into like a full blown zombie, like chasing her out of there. Like that's fucking freaky. It's, and then she looks back and there's board and the house is all boarded up and you just see him. Penny washes. Bye, bye. Yeah, I there's there's not enough that could be said said about theater actors and. 
obviously, if you know anything about Tim Curry, he's a great like method actor. Rocky Horror Picture Show. His lineup is incredible. Anything Clue. he does, yeah, Home Alone, Home too. Alone, even Scary Movie too. He's like, anything he does. He's just one of those legends, and it's sad to see him now. It is, it is, but I, he seems happy. So, same with Val Kilmer. So that makes me happier. It makes me kind of think like. I don't want to be legendary in my life because all the good ones, like bad stuff happens to them, you know? Yeah, let's just, let's just be like, can you guys can get I us the like, mid-range? Can I be like, okay? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I, didn't, I don't want to change anybody's life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to entertain you for an hour a day. How about that? So yeah. that way, I could still be around to entertain you mm-hmm. and you, you know, I, nothing bad will happen to me. I want to be like John Stockton famous, okay? Like, I'm an NBA superstar. Like, well, you know, I was on the dream team. But, but like, nobody knew who you were. Yeah. <laughs> so you can get off the bus and go shop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like you, but you're, you're super famous. You're Charles loaded. Barkley sent back there, like, man, I wish I could do that. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. I just want to go to Subway. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Charles is definitely the fat boy. Kiss me, fat boy. <laughs> that's that's you know what the really weird part is, Mark. You're what? withholding. You're withholding things you know about this damn movie. I don't think so. I know you are. All right, welcome to the What Do You Know here. We're here to tell you something that you may or may not know about this movie, okay? And if you, you, you're about to figure out what we know, so if you don't know what we know, you're about to know what we know. Now, if you, 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 you I can't concentrate. It's fucking hot in here. It is hot down here. How are you the only person in this country who has a hot fucking underground room? This is ridiculous. But anyway, okay, so, you know, you're going to know what we know. If you don't know what we know, you're about to find out what we know, and then you're going to have a we-know-gasm, okay? God damn it. i got to get a breeze going or something. So, why don't you Ow. tell Ow. me something that you may or may not know about this movie here? Or do you want me to go first? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? You're my brother. I know, but what do you want to do? You're my brother. I want you to go first. Okay, you want me to go first? I like the land. I like the land. That's I know you do because you're stupid. (laughs) And I'm about to educate you. So, did you know about this movie that Pennywise was originally supposed to be played by the one and only Alice Cooper? Alice Cooper? Alice Cooper. Frankenstein. School's out for the summer. Feed my Frankenstein. That guy. But no, no it didn't no. happen. Nice guy. Thank, and I'll tell you what, thank God it didn't happen because I don't want to see anybody else play Pennywise than Tim Curry. We were blessed. Tim Curry was a blessing in this movie. And I, I love gotta Alice say. Cooper. Sure. <laughs> He's just not a fucking actor. No, and he's not Pennywise, that's for sure. That's for damn sure. So that's what I know. You, 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 what do you know here? This is a spicy one. Good. Well, we don't need spicy. Can you give me a cool one? It's fucking hot in here. Oh, uh, you got a good point, man, but I can't help it. I got to heat it up for this one. My it, balls are drowning. I really don't think a lot of people know this. Okay, go ahead. I don't know if a lot of people know this about this movie. Okay. Continue. The Hurry original. Up. 
The original director for this movie was George A. Romero. You know, night, you know, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, the Zombie Man. You know that man. The man's got quite a criteria. So yes, I do. Yes. So he, you know, he usually does the zombie stuff, but he's helped Stephen King out in a few different, uh, a few different things like the uh, Dark Half, some, you know, Creep Show. He helped them out. So they're buddies, right? Uh-huh. He was the first director signed on to this, and he worked on it for like a fucking year. Like, you, no recording, but just like mapping out the whole, you know, story. But I guess ABC started, you know, breaking a little balls, saying like, you know, we don't know. We might have to shut down how long we can make this movie or how much blood and, you know, yada, yada. And he was like, I'm out of here. But George A. Romero, Mr. Zombie Man, he was the first director of It, 1990. Yeah. That is very fucking fascinating. I'm glad you got the on deodorant. Absolutely, yeah, no, you're telling me. Antiperspirant. I need. I feel like I'm about to slide out of this chair. (laughs) (laughs) So, I have one more fact for you here. Okay, bounce it off. Go ahead, tell me. Sure. So you know Tim Curry's uh, Pennywise. I do. His makeup. Yeah. You know how long that took? A day. How long? At least three hours minimum. A day for a shoot for this man's makeup. So this man had to sit still. The beginning of your day, you have to sit still for three plus hours. And then there was people on the set saying they could confirm because they felt bad for him. They're like, this man has got to sit there for like three plus hours to get his makeup done. And in between scenes, you see him run back to the fucking trailer to get his makeup done because, you know, I'm I'm sure it was hot out there or something. You know, you got the famous umbrella scene, it rains. Shit makes up. There was a lot of makeup on this individual. Can I tell you a little something else? They add to that. There's another little fact. That makeup you're talking about, you know what it was inspired by? Um. Picture silent film. Lon Chaney. He has a mask on. Phantom of the Opera. You know the classic where he's playing the piano and they rip it off and he's like the. Lon Chaney, we talk about Is that the one where he's got like half the white mask on that all the broads go crazy for? Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking like the original black and white one. Okay. Where they peel the shit off. But Lon Chaney, we're going to do a whole episode about Lon Chaney. I did early on, but not with Ozark, and it's not, you know, I didn't have the best producer in the world at that time, so I really think Lon Chaney deserves another, another stab because he's an incredible piece of, uh, of horror history. Like, he made so many things, but... That Phantom of the Opera makeup that he designed is what inspired this movie. So that's, you know, that's pretty powerful stuff. It's pretty powerful stuff. It's pretty great stuff. Here. Yeah. Pretty great stuff. So, uh, I don't is that all I, you know? Yeah, I don't think okay, I'm, good. I can't thank, make it. Thank fucking God. I'm not so, gonna make it. So, that's all we know here. So we'll see you next time on the What Do You Know Here. And hopefully, you know, my, uh, my, my balls will be more dry. Gets, I mean, swear to God, it's sticking to my leg. I, I swear to God, it's sticking to my leg. Mark, every week, we just learn stuff, man. These guys, you know, it's just an incredible part. I, I'm just glad to be a part of it. I am speechless. I am too. Can I, can I kind of toss something your way? Maybe you find this intriguing. So one of the best horror things to do, especially early on, when people didn't have great practical effects... Like, I'm talking silent pictures, or you're moving into other things. You had to do a lot of shadow work. And that is scary. You don't want to see the monster right away. Especially back in the days where it was like the rubber suits and the zippers. You really wanted to hide that reveal 
to keep the movie scary the whole time. That's ha- that's it's a very uh, well <laughs> method. Yeah, I find it very interesting because you think about legendary characters, and a lot of the times they don't have a large screen time in the movie. This particular flick, Pennywise, he's only in the movie Tim Curry like twenty minutes. It's like damn, it's a three-hour fucking movie. It is. He's only in it for like twenty minutes, but. That's the only thing you really strongly remember. I mean, you remember the whole thing, but those scenes with him. Well, those are the only ones that I look up just to watch. Those specific scenes are just Pennywise scenes. I don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't look up the other scenes. I'll still watch the movie, you know, of course. But if I'm if I want to laugh or smile, I'm gonna look up a Pennywise clip. Feels a lot longer than twenty minutes, and that's a hell of an impact. And there's yeah. a lot of movies that are like that. Mm-hmm. I just think that's very cool. Even if like. Um, Say something like The Sixth Sense. Like, how many minutes of ghost scenes are in there? Maybe only nine minutes in that whole fucking movie. But no, it's, a, it's the whole movie because he's a ghost. Right, right. Well, aside from Bruce Willis. Oh, okay. Aside, like, scary ghosts. Like, frightening scenes, I should say. But it's very interesting to me. It's just kind of cool. If you're, if you're, like, trying to make a horror movie, I'm just giving you stats here, necessarily, of how they're made. Or just interesting... Uh, I'm just giving you the foundation here of how to build one, so to speak. And if you have a super scary character, you don't necessarily need to have them in all hour and a half of your movie or all three hours in this case. No. Actually seeing them less makes him more terrifying. Absolutely, man. You are not lying. When you think about it, yeah. Mark, have you, uh, I don't think you've done Pennywise for Halloween yet, and I'm really surprised because you should. I really should. But, uh,. I've been doing the uh, couples uh, costumes lately with her. I was the Maytag guy one year, <laughs> <laughs> just because when we were uh, stream when foot we were watching football and I didn't have an antenna or anything, I had to borrow somebody's cable code and download one of the ABC app or something sure. or whatever on the Fire Stick, right? And you have to put in a cable code. Well, the thing is, when you do that, you see these. They play the same five commercials the entire game. One of them was Maytag. Stuck in my head. Maytag, Maytag, Maytags. Became a thing. I was like, Maytag guy one year. I haven't been a clown in a long time. You should. It's a lot of fun. I miss being a clown. That's your that's your spirit animal. The most, it is, really. The most recent, almost kind of clownish I was, was Beetlejuice. Was yes. Beetlejuice one year. That was a lot of fun being Beetlejuice. I remember that. I remember that. I can't, <laughs> that was Ark Mark. I'm serious. Your spirit animal is a clown. Like, you would, I don't. I mean, the clown probably wouldn't kill you. But if you were in a situation where the clown was going to kill you, you would be so defenseless because you you would just be like, "Wow, what's up, man?" <laughs> like, if if I sent a serial killer clown to your work and he was like, you'd be like, "Oh shit, hey man, what's this guy? <laughs> Look at him, babe." <laughs> you'd be laughing and not taking it serious. Every, I'm, this movie has influenced me. For every time I see a balloon, I see. You want a balloon? <laughs> I hey. say that to anybody. I will say that to any. I can't help myself. If, I, if I'm giving somebody a balloon, I can't say, here, you want this balloon. I have to say, don't I, you want a balloon? Can I tell you a fact? Shh. Like a crazy thing? We just did the fact. Not, not, not about uh, it. So uh, uh, You are very excited about this right now. Look, because I just learned it. And I feel like if I say it out loud again, it'll be a fact I'll remember. So Okay. I was in a parking lot. Okay. Eating lunch. Okay. In my car. I yeah. saw this lady loading balloons into her car. 
and lost one of them. You know, it happens sometimes. You know, floated into the sky, whatever. She didn't overreact. But I'm just watching this fucking thing go up. And I was like, how high do these things go up? I looked it up. It's like 10,000 feet they can go up before they pop. That's crazy. Yeah. That's insane, dude. That's insane. I, I don't know. I know that's so random. But you have that fact now. And it's so fucking weird. So if you see a balloon glo- go up, that thing could probably hit a fucking plane maybe. Like, depending if it's like no, a it's, little prop plane. Well, well, yeah, probably. For sure. <gasps> This house is haunted. Stop kicking the goddamn table. I didn't. You're always doing shit. I didn't, dude. Stop doing shit. Mistakes have been made. How many balloons do you think it would take for you to inflate before you would float? I don't know. That's a good question. We should uh, try it. I got a chihuahua. (laughs) 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 Oh fuck! No. <laughs> Dar, go get, go get darts. He would be so pissed. He gets pissed when I just walk in the house. He's gonna be so pissed. You imagine? Or dude, the dog wouldn't know what to do. He'd be so struck and fear, like, fuck. He'd probably wiggle his way out, probably. And then we'd just have to catch him. But he's not that heavy, so he'd probably be all right. Yeah. Well, you know, cats can fall for like nine stories, so he's the size of a cat. So it's like, you know, yeah, it's the same shit. It's the same shit. He's not as graceful, but we'll catch him. We'll save him. What's the matter? We'll f- yeah, we'll put that on the TikTok. Yeah, I would love to. A clown is definitely my fucking spirit animal, 100%. Yeah, and, If and reincarnation is real, please bring me back as a goddamn clown. If, like, Mark loses his shit and he just winds up as, like, a batshit crazy old guy, he would definitely be like Captain Spaulding. <laughs> that mm. would be his life. Yeah. Your wife just leaves you and you just become some vagrant or some kind of crazy guy that like with the highway gas station. Please, 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 somebody listen to this podcast and cast me in your movie as a clown. Yeah. Please do it. Yes. And I let him kill me, absolutely. please. Let him kill me. Yeah, that's a great idea. He would love that. And I would, too. I'll be a super douche in the movie. Yeah. Hi, boss. Is somebody out here? <laughs> <laughs> That, you know, and then I die. <laughs> so, Christian Ramey. Yeah? When you think of It 1990, mm-hmm. what is your favorite scene? It's obviously a Pennywise scene. We know this. Yes. It's quite obvious. Anybody's favorite part is a Pennywise scene. But so which y- one is your favorite? You remember how we were talking about uh, special effects and how they weren't always at their prime. And there are some that get a little corny, like the spider at the end or like the dude getting sucked into the tube. They just don't look as good now. But there are some that look even cooler because they're shot different than you would see it today. The, when he comes back to Henry, when Henry's in jail and he does that like moon sequence where he's like tricking him to the moon and he's like, his face is popping on the moon. I thought that was very cool, man. That was very cool practical effects. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah, just opacity, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, they named that uh, the security guard in that Kuntz because, you know, Dean Kuntz, like, I mean, pretty much Stephen King's, like, rival, but not mm-hmm. all respect to Dean. I mean, Stephen's obviously legendary, but Dean does a great job with some stories, too. But he gave him a little props in there, call him Kuntz. Mm-hmm. I like how he's in the moon, like, hey, up here. <laughs> 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 I love the beep beep part, the the interaction and the um, 
in the library. The library is my favorite part, just not because of just Tim Curry himself, but everything else that's going on there. Like when you think about it, like at first you got beep beep Richie. Mm-hmm. His dialogue. I got a balloon for you. She's awfully young for you, ain't she, Richie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't hear that. <laughs> but you think about it, like, okay, so he's like, "What's the matter? One balloon, not enough." And then he brings down all the balloons, and the thing, like these, this, they had to have these old people play the straightest face. They, a balloon is popping and blood is getting in their face, and they had to keep a straight face. Like, that's nuts. That's hard, you yeah. Know, that's very hard. And I'll tell you what, if you watch it, if you watch it again, I'm sure you've noticed this before, but if you watch again when he's up on the upper level and he's over the railing and he's going crazy with the cracker, mm-hmm. like, ah, 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 ah. The old guy behind him to the right that's just doing something – he almost loses it. Like he is so hard on keeping a straight face. That. He he's like doing this thing where he's like almost cracking a smile, but he's like trying so hard not to crack. Oh I man, I'm gonna you. have to watch that again. That seems so fun. And it's that's my favorite scene because that seems like he is having the most fun in that scene doing that scene. Tim Curry. It, did. it seems like he's having the most fun. People recreate that scene all the time on TikTok. Is your refrigerator running? Like, dude, he was just that guy. Do you have Prince Albert in a can? <laughs> you I, do. I, I, well, you better let him out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just, just legendary. There's lots of parts. Most of them all involve Pennywise for sure. The um, Chinese food place, that, that was a pretty neat scene. Mm-hmm. Even for then, the practical effects weren't that bad. They're very rewatchable, so I, I enjoyed it still. Yeah, there's nothing really as far as effects that... that... Except the spider. <laughs> well, yeah, but that pissed everybody off. Yeah. You know, like always a spider. Like, what the hell is that? So the ending was kind of dumb. But regardless of that, yes, it, it that that can just be sh- shoot away. Like, you know, it's a mosquito bite. You know, you flick it off and you continue on with your day. It's non-relevant. No, it's really not. The ending, the ending kind of being shitty in this movie does not really ruin the movie for me whatsoever. I don't watch it for the story, really, Right. these days. I really don't. I watch it for Tim Curry and Pennywise. Absolutely. As same as probably everybody else that enjoys this movie is watching it for that reason. Just, I would assume. And can you, like, the impact, Mark, like, this isn't just a United States thing. It, it is universal. Yeah. So here's, here's the punchline that I'm going to give you guys, okay? This is really funny. So as I said at the beginning of this episode, I was like, man, I want to be careful with it and I, you know, I'll have to say this movie sometimes so people understand it. You know, there was a time where Ozark Mark and I were at a music festival and we were having lots of fun. And let's just say we were getting our psychedelic on, all right? And things were starting to come up and we were starting to laugh, okay? But we're like in the middle of the damn woods, so you know, there's bugs and all kind of shit out. So on this table, there was some off bug spray. For some reason, our brains for a damn hour at least just sat there making funny slogans about off-bug spray. And we'd say, hey, off-bug spray. It's not off until it's on. But once it's on, it's totally off. And we (laughs) we would, like, make total variations of that. Like, hey, it's off, but now it's on because it's off. (laughs) That has that one hour in the woods on the fucking (laughs) shitty... Camp chairs on that spin wheel staring at that bottle has ruined off bug spray for me forever. Every time I see off bug spray, <laughs> it is going back to those slogans. It's not on until it's off, but once it's off, 
it's on. <laughs> okay? I can't. We would, like, look at each other real serious. Hey, it's not off until it's on. <laughs> and, yeah, that was that was a thing for a little bit of time, and that's how I felt introducing it. <laughs> it is not off until it is on. Ooh, we combined them. We also did the ODB thing, too. Uh... He was was so cracked out of his mind, just go, ah. You never see him do this longest? (laughs) That's the part that cracks me at the the, when he says that. You remember when we were kids and we used to see who could do this the longest? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What song is that? Um, Fuck. What song is that? Is it like, it's on 36 Chambers for sure. Uh, Um, I forget what's that. That's that's off his album. I thought. It's not even on 36 Chambers. It's on the one where it's his food stamp card. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. We'll figure that out later. Yeah. But... It's time to do the damn thing here with the R-T-I-N-G. It's time to do it for it. (laughs) Floppy horror rating, baby, yeah! Bingo, bango, bongo, here we are again, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen alike. It is time for the Sloppy Horror Rating. This is the segment of the show where Christian Ramey, the host and the horror nerd himself, rates the movie at which we are talking about. And so, what are we talking about? We're talking about It. 1990. And he's going to rate this system with the Sloppy Horror Rating system. You got four categories. Three of the categories worth three points. Last category is worth one point for a total of ten points. Altogether. So, let's go on to the first category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is casting. Well, let's be really honest here. Let's be really straightforward. The two biggest actors in this are Tim Curry and John Ritter. But they aren't the only actors. What do we say, Mark? Do you have to be the best actor in the whole entire world? Do you have to be a a household name to be great in a movie? I said that, but yes. No, you don't have to be a household name to be great in a movie. You just have to gel together with people. You just have to, you have to be believable. You have to fit in place. Remember that old game when you were a kid? It was the three shapes. Mm -hmm. One was a triangle, one was a star, one was a square, one was a circle. Okay? All you have to do is fit in there, and it works. Yes. There's another analogy for you. Yes. I'm very wise. I agree, man. You don't. You don't want mustard by itself, but it might be good on a ham sandwich or something, you know. So it, you got to put these things together. I thought they did an excellent job at this, especially for it being TV. So there's not a lot of cussing going on, but I believe Bill Denbro. I believe that guy was a writer. I believe Richie. I believe Beverly. You know, mm-hmm. Eddie. I believed all of them. Stanley, obviously Pennywise, mm-hmm. Tim Curry, and then Ben. I mean, they they killed it, man. They did a great job. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I really have to give this a three. I really do. Uh, they, they just well, they gelled well together the whole time. Even the kid actors did great. So, three for it to live on this long, to be you know to live on this long, a TV movie to live on this long. Yes, says something. 
So three out of three so far. Let's go on to the second category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Yep. And that is Kills. Wow. 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 The Kills are incredible in this, Mark. Not what? only... not they're, they're incredible? Yeah. Not only are they killing kids. Okay. Which is, I'm not saying that's good. Like, somebody's like, whoa. I hope <laughs> yeah, just, you can't say it like that. I hope somebody didn't just, like, walk in on the on your podcast listen when I said, you know, they're killing kids. But that's a pretty different thing to what people are used to seeing on television. Usually adults or bad people are killed yeah. or, or uh, people that are annoying. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, that's okay in your brain because they're a disposable character. You know it's not real. Yeah. Most characters in, like, the slashers – those aren't real people. They're just kind of like cliches of people, if you will. But these are kids. There's vulnerable children. I'll be straight with you, Mark. I'm going to be straight with you. There's a variety of kills. There's a variety of fears. Very impactful. Even though Pennywise is only 20 minutes, his like frightening scenes are probably double that. This is kills we're talking about. Right, I know. I know we're talking about kills. But sometimes the... F- Sometimes the frightening, like, um, blood. I consider blood sometimes. If there's blood in a scene, that can add a whole different thing to me. So I'm going to go two. Two for kills. Two, yes. There was enough, like, uh, gore, so to speak, to make it a two, especially for TV. Okay. Okay. So that is five out of ten. Going on now to the third category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. That is fear. Fear. Yeah. Is this movie a scary movie? Buddy, this is at the top of the list. I'm, we're not, like, we have a weird obsession with clowns, and the people that do don't find this scary. But most people do. I would say more people find this scary that, than don't. Probably. Yeah. Because when I think of... When people tell me things that freak them out, you know, it, Pennywise comes up quite a bit. He does, man. The movie It comes up quite a bit. He does. So what would you give it? I mean, I, what's more there to say? Mark, it's a three. It's a three. Look at look at how long this movie has resonated. It is a three, ladies it and gentlemen. It is three. It is three. <laughs> Fuck, it's off. It's on. So there we go. So that's three. So that is eight. Eight. Eight out of ten. Going on now to the last category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is does Christian Ramey for one point fuck with this movie? You can bet money on it. You bet your ass. You bet. You bet the <clears throat> You can bet everything you own that I fuck with this movie. This is incredible. This is what made me who I am, along with many other things. I was always about it. I've always been about it. I got the book up there behind me. When's the last time you read the book? I've listened to it a lot more recent. Um, The last time I read the book, like 12 years old. So compare, let me ask you this. All right, well, let me get this over real quick. That's 9 out of 10 on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. That is a fantastic score. We all know that it's going to be a great score because this is a great movie. So 9 out of 10. Good, great, good score. So back to what I was saying before. Do you think that the movie uh, conveyed the book 
well, or did, was I know people because it's a long book, you can't fit everything in the book in the movie, obviously. But there's, did it, there's did it moments. portray the book very well, or did it miss key parts that you wish from the book would have been in the movie? I wish that this newer movie had the book feel because they were able to cuss and they were able to add the scene where they like they killed the gay guy, like you know, or they flipped him into the river and Pennywise got him. Whereas they didn't really push that as much in 1990. There were scenes that they didn't show as much, but it felt like a book. So, yes and no. Between, there's just scenes that you can't show. Like, there, I mean, all these kids banging it. Like, they all bang. They all bang Beverly. That's like an orgy. It's fucking flying here. House is haunted. Um, yeah, they bang Beverly. And there's a fucking fly in here, dude. Every time. My house is clean. Every time I come down here, there's a fly. Fuck, dude. He's pissing me off. He's like right up in my grill. It's a fly. He'll go away. So, yes, I do. But, I mean, you can't really show a bunch of kids banging. Was it when they were kids? Yes. Hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's pretty fucking weird. Yep, and then there's also some, like, traumatic experiences from, like, Beverly's life that get a little gritty. So, yes, I do. For an ABC, for the constraints that they had, being handcuffed to a network, they were able to deliver what it was. They, you know, they conveyed the story well. So, that's what you asked. I agree. Yes, they did. And the new one as well, too. It's just a little too Hollywood that it kind of unbooked it. It seemed just like a big like a Marvel movie or something. Yeah, there's some things that that just simply does not work for and I don't think it would work it worked for that. Yeah. But that's just one man's opinion. Beep beep. Is that we got to say that. Yeah, so we do. So Mark Not bad, not bad, not bad here. Can I tell you something? Sure. Well, I, I actually I don't want to tell you something. But I just want tell the people what's going on. What episode is this? What, you're the producer. Let them know. This schedule. What's going on? Tell them, Ozark. Well, what's going on is this is episode uh, 19 of the Sloppy Whore Podcast. We are on season three. Mm-hmm. Next week will be the season three finale episode. So make sure you tune in next week for that. It's always going to be a good one. I'm Maybe not, we'll do it live. I'm not going to tell you what episode we're going to do. Or movie, I should say. You that makes it, that makes a lot more fucking sense. Do you want to do it live? I don't do this shit, man. What do you want me to say? Do you want to do it live? Do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> do it live. Shit sucks. <laughs> 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 fucking thing sucks. Um, I don't know. I don't think uh, because look, we don't need segments, bro. We're not gonna go do a what do you know about ears? No, it's no the ears tree. Why are you fucking giving away what the episode is? Look, guess what. That's what good, it is. The good thing about the producer is I could cut that shit out and nobody knows what the fuck you just said. Okay, that's good. That's so good don't point. say it again. Okay. But yes, I think we can do, we'll have, of course, a produced episode like we usually do. But I tell you what, we'll, we'll do the thing live. We'll do we'll, the Fuck it. We'll okay. do it live. And it's a, I, I, the only tidbit I'm going to give you little folks is that it's something really current, something a lot of people are talking about. I think you boys and girls are going to be excited for the season finale. And no promises, but I think we could do it live just because we don't. It's going to be a fun episode. You'll see. So regardless if it's live 
or not, it will be there for you Monday. And it'll be a lot of fun. It will be all kinds of fun for you. And maybe we could do it live on Thursday. And then, obviously, the cool part about live videos, Mark, nowadays, the future is great. We can go back and edit them so you could take it down. Like, after it's live, it'll be in our archive, and you can do whatever you want to it and post it again on Monday. And you have to be special to watch it on Thursday. You know, if you missed the Thursday, you're going to have to wait a couple days. So we'll see. That sounds fun. We'll see if we can deliver. You guys better keep your eyes on the social media. Find Sloppy Horror wherever you do. Be it TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. We're there. Just Google it. Just Google it. Just Google that shit, man. Yeah, go on the goggle and we find us. We are. <laughs> <laughs> the goggle. <laughs> I call it the answer machine. Put it in the answer machine. I like that. Yeah. Fancy internet machine. Well, that is fantastic. Uh, cool things to look forward to, isn't it, Mr. Christian Ramey? Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode about it. Yeah. Because we enjoyed it, and we like talking about it. I think everybody loves it. I do too. It is a lot of fun. Unless you, I mean, if you're a horror fan, if you're not a horror fan, you probably won't want to fuck me. But, you know. Look, if you want to watch it, watch it outside on your projector. You can watch it. Be careful of bugs. Get some off bug spray. You put can it watch on, it with and children. Off. You can watch it with children. It was on network television. Yeah, you yeah. can watch it with children. Mm-hmm. And if it you, might fuck them up a little bit, but you can watch it with children. Yes, with cheers. Hey, and I'm not kidding, the audio version on Audible. Obviously, it's a long book, but if you're a person who travels a lot or you are into audiobooks, I think the person who narrated it, and I, I feel guilty for not knowing the name because I usually try to because there's select narrators that you will f- like, and he did a great job, man. It's a, it's a good book. So here we are all these years later talking about it. Stephen King, the man just owns horror, right? We're sucking on them, uh, on them udders. All right, boys and girls. Well, thank you for joining us this week. Obviously, if you have anything to tell Ozark and I, you can find us on any of those social medias. We're open to messages. We love the feedback. and uh, Join our Discord sloppy chat. Yeah. well, uh, Lots of fun stuff goes on in there. Yeah, it does. And, um, you know, the way that Discord works is, like, I would post a link up on our things, but here's the way that works. Like, every seven days, the link changes. So if you want to be a part of the Sloppy Whore Discord, just message Ozark or I, and we can send you the link. And because, you know, if, it's just kind of a lot of work to keep reposting it every seven days on every platform. So it's a lot easier for me to give it to you if you just hit us up and we can send it to you. Yep, lots of horror movie talk and uh, all kinds of uh, shenanigans go on in there. It's a good time. Yeah, good so time. it is a lot of fun, and mm-hmm. so hey, got, that's our newest be, newest thing to offer for you. Yep, we're gonna be at these conventions. Come say hey to us. Come say hi, hey girl. Hi. Okay, well, I think we're out of here. Till the next week, boys and girls. Do you think so? Do you think it's time to go? We'll see you on the season finale, bitches. Mm-hmm.